Coming up, releasing resentment and anger and the true meaning of forgiveness. But first, welcome to Imagine Peace, the podcast that invites you on a transformative journey toward a world filled with harmony and understanding. Together, let's ignite the flame of peace within ourselves and radiate it outward so we can have a future where unity prevails. This is Imagine Peace, where dreams become reality. Join us as we explore the power of compassion, the beauty of diversity, and the potential for positive change. Welcome to Imagine Peace, the podcast sponsored by 10millionforworldpeace.org. And our wonderful guest today is Randy Pizer. She has been on the show before, and she's really quite a remarkable person. She gets book deals with publishers, and she ghostwrites and edits books and offers book coaching, and she pitches manuscripts for you to top literary agents and publishers. Her author's books have been Wall Street Journal and USA Today's bestsellers, in Cosmo Time and Oprah Magazine's option for Hollywood film and in airport bookstores. She's the author of Crappy to Happy, as seen in the movie Eat, Pray, Love, and The Power of Miracle Thinking. So it's really great to have you back again, Randy. Thank you for being back. Thank you, Marbeth. You know, I'm, I'm very excited about speaking about peace. Oh, I love I mean, it's it. such an important topic. So I am so looking forward to diving in with you. Awesome. So, well, let's talk about finding inner peace. Like, what do you do if you're really angry or resentful? What do you do with that? You know, it's very interesting. I, I was looking at situations in my own life just over the last week, really. And I realized that there are situations within my control and things that are out of my control. And so uh, two different people, both complete with their own sets of drama, approached me for some form of rescuing. You know, one was, you know, financially rescue me. Another one was, will you show up and no, I need you. I, you must show up in court to, for me to give me a character reference. And both of those were situations that I noticed that in each situation, what happened to my body when I got those requests? And I, all of a sudden I felt myself uh, just feeling this sense of anxiety and stress and there were both situations I did not want to respond to in the way that th those people both wanted me to respond. And you realize that if my body is informing me that this does not bring me to peace, this does not feel joyful, this does not feel good to me, my body was clearly giving me that message. And then I started thinking about those things in those both of those situations, what is in my control and what is not in my control. So what is not in my control are people, circumstances, or situations that come at me wanting something. That is not in my control. But what 
is in my control is how I choose to react in each circumstance or situation. Beautiful. So for those people, I was kind, but I set a very clear boundary, which was no, you know, I don't wish to do that. And, you know, one of the people in terms of, you know, but, you know, with the money, I'll give you a promissory note. I said, no, sorry, that, you know, no. I was kind, but that was in within my control. Sure. Now, that's really good to listen to your body. You know, as an empath, I pick up vibrations from other people, and I have to be very clear to set my boundaries, both physically, energetically, and emotionally. And it's so interesting because your body loves you so much. It always wants to give you the very best option. And so it 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 reacts to things that are not good for you. And then you have to be discerning and just say, okay, my body's telling me this. So I'm going to set my boundaries and say no. Yes. Now think about, think about all of the women in particular, I would say the majority, not always, who are caregivers, who are carers, who are givers. Yeah. So many women who I've spoken with over the years, myself included, you know, what can I give? What can I give? What can I give? So we're used to giving, we're used to extending ourselves from beyond our boundaries and not even at times knowing where that we have boundaries or should have boundaries. Yeah, it's sort and, of discouraged yeah. actually for women, you know, yes. to to set um, boundaries. We know, I know I was raised to be a giver and felt very uncomfortable receiving. Right, right. Uh, but in order to have the good we want in life, we have to become receivers, willfully receiving and not pushing goodness away. Which so women will do as, mm -hmm. you know, I can identify those parts in myself too as rescuer. Yep. As say as as personal saver or savior of various people throughout my life. You know, just <laughs> lessons learned along the way. And it impacts you in a ne negative way when you do not listen to your body's wisdom. So it's you know, very, very true. Really important so, to listen. <laughs> in each situation, you can think of it as an up that arrow or a down arrow. In every situation or conversation, is the joy going up? Is the joy going down? Because if the joy is going down, it's not serving you. And one of the things that I've discovered, and I actually wrote about this in my first book, Crappy Too Happy. Oh, good. Is that is that the truth, whatever the truth of the truth really is, it always leads to peace. No exceptions. Always. It can mm -hmm. lead to a free fall. But ultimately, because it is the truth, whatever that truth is. So, for example, I can relate at times in my life or at many different times in my life where I was not in a relationship that Truly, I would not extricate myself from, but wasn't for my highest best. Yeah, I can relate it to that. It wasn't the truth. I didn't want to hurt the other person. I didn't want to cause pain. Right. Or And, and I didn't want to be the recipient of, of it either on the other end of it. 
No, but the truth is, the truth. <laughs> yes, but the, the truth is in, in, in letting go eventually, because it's usually not like, oh, it, it's not the head and the heart in alignment. It's just like, you know, there's codependency, there's everything else that makes us stick to people or circumstances, opportunities or situations that are just not, no longer serving us. And we'll stick it out till we stick it out. But I discovered when I let go or where, or when another person let go of me, it really, and it was the truth that ultimately it does lead to greater peace. Yes. But there can be a free fall in between, but ultimately it does lead to other peace. One of the things that I learned is that any person who left me which were, there were plenty throughout my life. I'm in my late sixties, you know, but it was their, it wasn't that they didn't love me, but it was their truth that they needed to go. Sure. There were other lessons for them that they needed in their lives. And also respectively there, there was more growth and frankly, more joy for me. That's very true. I like to see us all as actors in a play you know we come we were born into a particular role it's not who we are because we are pure spirit you know we don't have any boundaries but we limit ourselves into a body and into a particular role and then we interact with this whole cast of characters who all have their parts in there and i truly believe that we have contracts with them that they come in to teach us you know, so we're here in school, you know, in a, in a whole training to learn how to handle situations, to learn forgiveness, to learn about peace and learn what doesn't make us peaceful, set those boundaries and flow into our next situation or our next lesson, you know, in growth. It's, it's easy to talk about and it can be a real challenge <laughs> to yeah. do. Um, you know, I want to share with you, many years ago, I was editor-in-chief of a national mind, body, spirit magazine. And I was taking over a position for um, another editor-in-chief of this magazine, this woman, and she was leaving to move on to her next opportunity, but she was entirely attached <laughs> to the magazine because this was her baby. And I was the in, basically an invader of her baby. Yeah. And yeah. so she was supposed to be you know, like training me, whatever. I'd already been a magazine editor-in-chief for a very large Mind, Body, Spirit magazine in the Bay Area. Uh, but she was supposed to like, you know, just get me accustomed to here's the, the new position and before she left. And this woman was such an intimidator. You know, I, I would, you know, she, it was just horrendous. And then one day, um, a woman said to me, her name was Mary Kelly, just as someone I knew through a group I was attending, a lovely group. And, and she said, when I'm dealing with a difficult person, someone told me one of the best ways to do it is imagine they're an angel. So, you know, I closed my eyes because, you know, here you have imagined peace. So we're going to visualize something. Sure. So here I am imagining this person as an angel. And what I saw was the was an image where this woman had a little curly cue tail, tiny little tail. So I realized she was a piggy angel. <laughs> and so I said to myself with my eyes closed, okay, if she's a piggy angel, what am I? 
and I saw the braying jackass. And I realized that's great. Jackass is, is persevering. It's stubborn, stubborn and it cannot be budged. And so when I got back to the office the next day and um, on my on the landline, at that time it was all landlines, um, I saw like red, red light lit up, you know, with a voice message that said urgent. And, you know, she was like, I need page, blah, 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 and blah, 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 you know, for the for the magazine. And I called her and I was thinking of um, a phrase from A Course in Miracles. It's one of my most favorite phrases that says, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. I'm going to repeat that. In my defenselessness, my safety lies. Yes. And so here's this woman going on and on. You know, I get on the phone with her and I could not be budged. When I saw Piggy Angel going at it and she said, you know, she said, well, I'm going to go speak to the publisher. I'm reporting that you can't do this job. And I said, okay, defenseless, no pushback, no reaction, no trigger. Can we get to those places in our lives where we have no trigger? Okay, you need to go speak to them, go speak to them. In my defenselessness, my safety lies. And I just held that. And then at the end of the conversation, and I said, you know, you marked this phone call urgent. I said, appendicitis is urgent. Page 52 and page 53 is not. <laughs> but I, I said it. I wasn't triggered. I was just like, you know, just yeah. holding my own, holding my ground Good. You know, in that circumstance. And then, you know, I never had any repercussions from that publisher. And, you know, she moved on to her next highest, hopefully highest and best opportunity for her. Hopefully. <laughs> But, you know, it, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a fun story. And that's why on my crappy to happy book, there are two pigs on the cover, you know, <laughs> with a little curly cute pigtail and, you know, cute little bows and things like that. That's great. And I love that it was featured in Eat, Pray, Love. I mean, that's wonderful. Yes. Total surprise. I'm, I'm sitting in a movie theater opening night of Eat, Pray, Love. There were, you know, eight of us that went out like, hey, it's the opening night of Eat, Pray, Love. Let's go out to dinner and, and see the, you know, see the chick flick. <laughs> and we're sitting there and within the first 15 minutes of the movie, there is a bookstore scene before Julia Roberts embarks on her big journey. Right. And, uh, and she picks my book up. I had no idea. Off of a bookshelf, you know, gets a big feature in the movie and she buys it and I had no idea and all my friends were like did you know did you know I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and I had no idea what big happened upsell. in the next 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> just big upsell in your, in your sales it must have like totally knocked oh, it yeah. off yeah it, it, it was a nice uh nice uptick in my sales and Years later, I, I got emails uh, for two days in a row uh, from different people. Is your book in French? Is it in Spanish? And also, it occurred to me, oh, Pray Love must be going through Europe. It wasn't in French or Spanish, unfortunately. So, and, yeah. and my book was the first crappy to happy book. Now there are a number of crappy to happy, crappy to happy books online, but mine's the one with the pigs on cover on the cover. And the only way to find it is people actually put, have to put my name into the Amazon, to the Amazon bar along with crappy too happy. Right. <laughs> well, there it is what it is, but what a great story. Another one. Wonderful. Yes. 
Yes. So in a few minutes, we can talk about forgiveness because that, I was hoping you were going to go there because yeah. I have another phenomenal story to share. And um, I was working in the 80s, way before I was in the publishing world, for a, a very difficult man, very, very abusive, very, very abusive, not directly to me, but to other staff people. And I witnessed it. And he was an intimidator who eventually passed away. And I, you know, over the years, I would say, you know, I forgive you. I would do my internal forgiveness work. But then over the years, I really, I really hadn't forgiven him. And then one day I saw him. I saw him in a lucid experience. He had passed away like maybe seven years prior. I hadn't been thinking about him. He wasn't on my mind. It didn't relate to any current circumstance in my life. But I saw him pointing to a chalkboard because this was at a time before whiteboards uh, when I had this, uh, this, this lucid experience. And I said to myself, oh, he's teaching me something because, you know, he's, he's at a chalkboard. And when I saw his hand on the chalkboard. And the minute I said that, I received a transmission of love that was greater than anything I've ever received on the earth plane. And Immediately, I, I woke up from that, and I was startled. And I and and the way I interpreted it, that was, he's making his amends to me from beyond the veil. Yep, I and, had that happen also with my father, who had been quite abusive, and he had passed. And uh, several years later, I was guided that he wanted to connect with me. So I sat on a cushion in my meditation room. I had nothing but good, nothing good to think about him. He'd abandoned me and very abusive to my mom. So it was really very negative association. And, and here I sat on my cushion in my meditation room. And all of a sudden I was surrounded with the most amazing love I'd ever, ever felt. And I was so blown away. Like, what is this? And he told me, he said, we contracted before we were born that we, these are the roles that we would play in each other's lives. And I had tears streaming down my face. I totally forgave him in that moment. It's so powerful when you realize that, you know, we're not really bodies. <laughs> you know, there's a greater purpose there and we're growing, we're learning and that we do have contracts so that maybe the person, I think the biggest lesson was that everything comes from love for me. You know, I, I I agree with that. And in the experience I had, I realized that ultimately the only place that all of us are going to without polarity is love. So yeah. I asked myself, this is the question I asked myself that I invite people to ask themselves is, can I be that source of love now? Can I be that source of love here? Beautiful. And Beautiful. because we live on the earth plane in a human existence, if I can't be that, can I at least get to neutral? Can I at least let go of the trigger? This is this is deep work. This is very, very big work. It is, but it's so worth it. It it is. It most definitely is. So do and you have when, oh go ahead. I was gonna say when we look at the field of the collective unconscious where we can all contribute. We can contribute our piece and the work that we're doing. We can ripple that into the collective, the quantum energy, the quantum field, whatever people want to call it. So for example, 
when COVID first started, I sat in meditation and I offered my breath in meditation to people who couldn't breathe. We can contribute whatever peace we can muster up. We can contribute that to the collective field. Does it make a difference? Does it ripple out? Absolutely. That's why we're doing 10 million for world peace. Our daily yes. meditation at yes. 11 p.m. Eastern every day. Yeah. When, yeah. when people look at, look at the world situation and say, well, you know, something in the world, why don't they just let it go? You know, just, just let it go. And then I thought, I thought about, you know, when I was thinking about this some years ago, and had a very, very difficult neighbor. And there was a fight over a fence that at that time I couldn't let go. And yeah. so I'm thinking, it's you know, it becomes really, it's so easy to say for some situation out there that we're not immediately connected to, right? you know, exactly. intimately connected to. It's so easy to look at somebody else's situation, but it's really up for us to clean up our side of the fence, if you will. Yeah. Very it really good. is. I mean, all we can do is the inner work we can do because what is truly within our control. Absolutely. I want to thank you, Randy. Do you have any uh, last words of wisdom you would like to share with our listeners and viewers? I do. And this is actually a quote that I saw Oprah give when she was accepting an award a gazillion years ago. And she said, I always knew that God, this, these are her words, I always knew that God had a greater plan for me, a greater dream for me than I could dream or plan for myself. So I asked God, what is your dream for me? And will you allow me to live in that dream? Oh, that's so beautiful. And all of us have that capacity, but we have to do the inner work. We have to. Absolutely. And, and truly, we we do our best when we're co-creating with spirit. Yes. I believe. So yes. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, Randy. And I'm so glad that we got to get together again. And for those of you who have not yet discovered 10 million for world peace, check it out. 10 million for worldpeace.org. We have daily meditations, seven minutes a guided meditation for world peace. We have healing circles once a month and uh, we've got a lot of things going on. So check us out and thank you so much. And we will be with you again next week. Imagine Peace is brought to you by 10 million for world peace. Join our daily seven minute guided meditations for world peace and monthly healing circles at 10 million for Together we can create a peaceful, happy planet.